Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line, taking a, a vacation day, although get this, he's still going to a motocross track. Uh, Chaparral Honda's Larry Brooks. Brooks, what's up? Oh, uh, what's happening? Never this, ends for me. You're, you're supposed to, with your rider uh, you know, in Texas recovering from the season, you're supposed to go to a beach, not a motocross track. <laughs> Dude, I am not the beach guy. I mean, even... Even fun days to me is a, a motocross track. So, you know, my my kids riding, Derek Brooks, he rides, and, and my other son, Davin, he goes out with us and films and helps. And, right. I mean, it's pretty much a whole family a whole family day here. So yeah. it's cool. Um, yeah, exactly. It figures, though, for you. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, what a, what a season for you, ups and downs, man. Um Chaparral Honda, obviously, uh, you, you, you and uh, Jeremy McGrath started a team. You signed Andrew Short, and uh, you went racing uh, on a factory Honda bike, and it started off pretty good. But I, I guess uh, at some point, your Supercross.com guys went away, and you guys yep. were sort of in limbo, I guess. What was that like, looking back on it? How gnarly was that? It was, uh, you know, I was just telling this story the other day. It's like any smart, smart businessman, would have would have folded the team and 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 walked away from it, you know. And it was just one of those things that that we had our our name on the line and and reputation and and you know we had made a lot of commitments to people in the industry and you know we live in this industry, so it wasn't like we were just going to screw all those people and just say see ya, right. you know. It, it it was a really bad situation for for a while, mm-hmm. you know and. It was definitely some sleepless nights and long days of work, and but you know I was very fortunate that that Chaparral came back in and and sponsored the team and Dave Damron. I mean he's been, dude. I mean that guy's he's been there. You know right. actually at, at at times that that have saved my butt and uh, really cool, really pumped. And yeah, it was a bad situation. It was it was something that. You don't wish upon your worst enemy. I mean, it was a it was a bad deal, you know. And and just to be hung out with with all these commitments, like I said, we had, and yeah. and, and you know, it just was something that man, it was it was a really tough deal. I mean, I I can't really get into detail, but I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm sure most people can imagine. Well, I was just going to ask you. I don't know how much detail you can get into, but what happened with Supercross.com? I mean, did they? What happened? I guess I don't know how I much. Mean, like I said. Yeah, just one day it was like we're done. We're not going to sponsor you. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know, my partner says that he we he doesn't want to support it. I'm like, what partner? You you have a partner? Yeah. You know, it was yeah. all of a sudden these new 
pieces that were popping up, you know, and it was just, it was a really odd situation, you know, and uh, I don't know. It, it, it was really odd. I mean, like I said, I, I don't right. want to get into detail. I don't want to drag anyone through the mud. Uh-huh. And, and, but it was, you know, it really put us in a, in a really bad situation and, and honestly put our whole team and all the people that, that yeah. we work with in a bad situation. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, definitely pretty gnarly. Did, did, now, what's weird, though, and I've always wanted to ask, I could ask Jeremy this, but I'll ask you this because he's not getting back to me. But anyways, uh, so, but Jeremy still has something to do with Supercross.com on the truck racing side, so it's very bizarre. No, no, oh, he, doesn't? he doesn't at oh. all. No, uh, Supercross.com and Stronghold, they, okay, Jeremy, okay, the, the Stronghold <laughs> racing team, it is odd. Okay. So, the Stronghold racing team, they have, they have, I think, three, four different trucks out there, cars, trucks, whatever they are, right. and and one or two of them are sponsored by Supercross.com, which is the guy that owns it, and he bought his ride with that truck racing team, okay. and so he bought the, that his ride with the truck racing team and Twitch's ride with the truck racing team, and so he branded it the, the, right. the logo that he did, yeah. Okay. Weird. Now, so, okay, yeah. so... Uh, obviously, you have a prior relationship with Dave Damron, Chaparral. You ran Chaparral Yamaha with, with for years and years, uh, starting in '96 through '02 or whatever. Yeah. What was that call like to Dave? I mean, I, when did you spoken to him last? How was your relationship oh. when you folded the team up? How was the no. call to Dave? Yeah, me, me and Dave, we, we still talk quite a bit, and uh, and you know, like well, let's say a couple, three, four times a year. Let's okay. say you know, we just call each other out of the blue and just right. talk. You know. And, uh, and I was talking to, how did this kid, this happen? Oh, I was talking to, um, somebody and I can't remember who it was. It was some industry person and they were saying that, you know, Hey, this shop may want to get involved with the team. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, just because of my relationship with Chaparral and the, you know, the, the, the history that we had, I had mentioned to them, I said, you know, I, I really wouldn't want to do that because I didn't want to step on Dave's toes at all, even though we're not, you know, yep. related anymore or I'm working for him or whatever. It just, I don't know, just from the past, let's right. say, and I just thought, you know what, if I am going to do it, because it was a good lead, so I was thinking, okay, well, maybe, and I said, you know what, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to call Dave first right. and at least give him the first shot at it, yep. and if he doesn't take it, well, then I'll tell him kind of what it's all about and kind of go down that road. And, and I called him up and said, you know, hey, this is, a, this is kind of a weird question, but, you know, what about this? Right. You know, and, and uh, I'm sure you've heard about, you know, we lost our title sponsor. And, and he's like, you know what, I was just thinking the other day that, that I might want to get back into this. You know, I was kind of tracking things, and it looks like the industry is going to start, you know, taking off again. And, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I think I might want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't right. what I expected. And, and so, you know, we just talked and talked and grew it into what it is now. Yeah, pretty cool. And, I mean, obviously Dave, you know, Dave realizes that, uh, you know, the BTOsports.com, Motorsport is on there. 
um, this is kind of how you do it a little bit. So maybe yeah. he's seeing other teams and people and realizing that he's got to get on the boat. Chaparral. Well, I think I think the industry just took such a beating here a, right. a bit ago that everybody was hurting so bad that I think everyone pulled back and kind of yeah. batted down the hatches a little bit and 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 just you know held on for through the rough time and yeah. and um, and I think he was seeing the end of it. I thought I think he saw these other companies getting into it. You know, shops mm-hmm. and and you know, Chaparral was. I mean, Chaparral was bigger than life back in the day, you yeah. know, when Jeremy was racing and winning. And, I mean, everybody knew Chaparral, you know, and, and it just seems like, you know, he, he kind of pulled back through the mm-hmm. hard times and didn't really, uh, wasn't with a race team and stuff. And it, it he kind of lost that, that, that drive that he had going. And, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. He's, he's just getting back into it now. So, all right, so you've won a ton as a racer. Well, maybe not a ton, but you've won a bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, not, uh, let's uh, not get crazy. Right, let's not get nuts. Uh, Should have won <laughs> South Carolina, by the way. Yeah, um, lost a few. Right. But uh, you've won a ton as a racer. And then as a manager, uh, between Chad Reed, uh, James Stewart, and, and obviously Jeremy McGrath, you've won a lot of races there. But the Seattle win this year, uh, you were in between the deal. You You didn't know what was going on. Yourself and your your son and uh, Andrew's practice bike mechanic headed up there in a sprinter van up to Seattle, and you you goddamn won the race. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was what a what a what a race. What a, what a what an incredible race that is. I I don't want to say it was unexpected because you always go to the races to win, you know. But but it was just one of those days, one of those nights, you know. And and if you look back now, it's like. Everything just was going right all day long, you know, and yeah. everyone had a good feeling. Everyone was in a good mood, and you know, it was uh, it was really strange, you know. And and you know, honestly, the whole Chaparral deal had just happened. We had just shook hands on the deal that it was going to happen, and 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 you know, so I had a huge relief off my shoulders at yeah. that point, right. and and. Uh, we go up there, and you know, I wanted to put Chaparral on the bike, but you know, we didn't. We didn't want to just makeshift it. We wanted to do it right. Yeah. And I, man, I wish I would have. You know, but you look back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing. And but anyway, I mean, it was one of those days that you know everything was going good. Andrew was riding good and rolled into the main, and you know, he just he pole shot at the main and just rode in the lead and yeah. you know had Roxon around him which he's comfortable with and it, it kept the nerves down I think a little uh, uh, a lot yeah and uh, it was just a great race you know and and Brandon had just come on his practice bike mechanic and and you know he 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 keeps the you know the 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 cheer kind of up around the pits really really high and mm-hmm. I mean it, he's just a funny guy and and so I think. A lot of things started clicking about then, you know, and and uh, you know, with with the attitude and the way Andrew was riding and stuff, and I mean, it was it was really good. It was it was it was one of the best wins of my management career. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm. Uh, my next question was, yeah, it had to, and there's been so many, but it has to be special for you, right? Yeah, right. I mean, just just the situation that we were all in, and and it wasn't like. I was just in this situation. It was like the whole group was in this situation, you know, and and it was something that 
we all got to, you know, enjoy. And, and I mean, Jeremy was texting me. His wife was texting me. You know, yeah. everybody was pumped. Everybody was really, really stoked. I mean, it was, it was cool. I was on the phone with my wife as soon as I got back to the podium. It was just, it was just one of those really cool nights. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think looking back for me, obviously I'm friends with you and I'm friends with Shorty. Uh, that's part of the race of the year just because of everything that was going on. And it just just really captured the sport and the underdog. And, and like, you know, Shorty had never won before. And, right. you know, there isn't too many people in the pits who don't like the guy. And, and yeah, it was right. just, just a right. cool moment. No, it, was, it, was, it was really cool. It was something that you can, you know, kind of – get old and be sitting on your porch and yeah. think back and smile, you right, know, right. And, and think, man, that was really cool. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it couldn't have come at a better time. Right. It, it, it couldn't happen to a better guy, you know, yeah. and, and with the situation we were in, it couldn't happen to a better team at the time. So, I mean, it was, it was something that, you know, all those, all the stars lined up and, I mean, I thought Andrew Short could win Supercrosses in the past. I mean, years and years and mm-hmm. years going by, and right. and he never has, you know. And that was, honestly, that was one of my goals at the beginning of the year was to win a Supercross this year. Yeah. And it sounds stupid, you know, because, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have won a whole bunch, but it was like, okay, let's, let's get Andrew to win one race. Right. And, you know, it was just. And, and and we did it, you know, and it was, you know, if I look back and all the trouble we had, it was a successful year. How close were you to folding everything up, or was it close? Oh, it, it, was, it was, like, on the fence, you know. <laughs> okay. and, yeah, yeah, right, right. And, you know, I thought, oh, gosh, you know, we'll just go get another title sponsor, you know. And, right. And <laughs> get, getting one title sponsor is hard, you yeah. know, just, just making I, that happen. Once in your lifetime is hard, right. and to do it twice—I mean, within six months—it yeah. was. I mean, Coy Gibbs it was is, a lot of work. Coy Gibbs is still looking for one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, um, and I, I think the Jeff War team, your old team, Mike Kranich's team—I I don't believe DNA was really one either. You know, um, to get yeah. one is tough, and, and to get two is is is, is gnarly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's. <clears throat> I mean, I've been fortunate. I mean, I grew up in the sport. You know, I'm fortunate to know a lot of people in the sport. And, and you know, I, I just, I believe in my team. You know what I mean? I believe in what what I do and my program and stuff. And, and you know, I, I maybe that comes across in the conversation. I don't know what it is, but, mm-hmm. you know, I've been very lucky. And and to, to have, a, have a title sponsor or to find sponsors and, it's been, you know, it's 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 good. It's good. I mean, I, I couldn't be more than happy that Chaparral came in, and it was a, it was the right time for them. It was the right time for us, and right. it was just, you know, things just happened. I made a joke with you, uh, I think, during the beginning of the year when you were either on a podcast or a pulp show or something that, you know, you were now working for the enemy in Honda. I mean, for years and years, you know, Honda <laughs> – Honda was the enemy. You wanted to beat them. They and I know those guys wanted to beat you. I don't care what Bentley and Shane Drew says now. Um, yeah. But you know you've been with them a whole year now. You're you're with the enemy on, on a Honda. What's it been yeah. like? What's it What's it like working for the a big red machine? No, it's good. You know, and and it's um, I, I, it's not what I thought. You know, it, it you know you see it from the outside, right? 
and and you're 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 fighting with them, you know, to, uh, race wins, kind of fighting, you know, team against team, kind of thing. And uh, well, let's not say fight, let's say compete, right. and uh, which is just about fighting. And um, you know, but now that that I'm on the team or or you know in the door, right. it's uh, it's very pleasurable. I mean, it's 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 a lot different than I thought it would be. They're mm-hmm. they're a lot cooler, you know. And maybe it's just because. We're we're going the same direction, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're we're allies now instead of you know enemies, and and uh, you know we're all kind of going for the same thing, and we can benefit one another, you know, with with what we know, and it, it's it's been really fun, you know. Right. And, and I, I didn't ever think I would say those words, you know, that fun. But I mean, it has been fun working yeah. with Honda. Right. Um, what do you think of Shorty's outdoor season? At times, he made the box a few times. Other times he had a, a lot of different ailments along the way. Um, training and riding with Ken Roxon probably wore the guy out a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And by the end of Elsinore, he was trying to hold on to third in the points. And seriously, I, I just felt like someone should shoot him and put him out of his misery out there at Elsinore. He sure. he was barely Honest, able to. Honestly, all that was coming way earlier. Yeah, that yeah. People didn't even know. And we right. kept it really quiet and, you know, didn't, didn't let anyone know kind of as bad as he was. And, Honestly, the guy shouldn't have been racing from, I think it was like Red Bud or Bud's Creek, one of those mm-hmm. on. I yeah. mean, it was almost, we were almost having to carry him to his car after every race. It yeah. was so bad that, you know, he got that staph infection and, and he couldn't get rid of it. And we really didn't understand how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just eating his body up, you know, and he had no energy. Is is at Unadilla, his his testicle exploded, man. I mean, the thing was so huge he couldn't even sit on the seat, you know. And I mean, it was there was some stuff going on with his body that I was just like, okay, he's just gonna die, you know. And <laughs> right, right, it, it was getting really bad at times, and and I mean, honestly. I can't even believe that he raced Elsinore. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't even get out of bed. I think he was in the hospital for three days think, prior yeah. to that event. Right. And, I mean, he shouldn't have been racing, but it was one of those things. I mean, he, he worked himself into third place in the point, in the championship, and it was like, you just can't roll over. You know, you got to give it everything you got. I mean, he, he was he was hating it at, at, at Elsinore. I mean, just yeah. riding around the track, and he was... He, it's like he had the governor on, you know, and and he was limited on speed because he couldn't he couldn't even push it. So you're so. gonna take you're gonna take the side that um, he had a good enough season with all the issues and problems he had. Like you you were okay with it, uh, understanding what was going uh, on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I, I want to win. You know what I mean? Like like right. that's first and foremost, I want to win. And but you have to be realistic about things, and you know, uh, like like let's go back. When when everything started in Supercross, mm-hmm. we're lucky we even were racing at Elsinore, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, and true. Lucky the team was even together, and lucky you know a lot of things, and and uh, it was you know. So if you look back and look at the situation we were in, I mean, it, it was more than successful, you know. And and but but you know, I don't want to say, oh yeah, it was great, thumbs up, you know, I'm happy with that because I'm. I'm never going to be happy unless, you know, we're at the top, but, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm satisfied for sure. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, hey, so the, uh, oh, good question for you. How much, 
obviously Jeremy uh, McGrath is a uh, part owner with you, and his wife battled uh, cancer um, a lot, which I guess we got a match for her bone marrow, which is awesome, and, and I hear she's yeah. doing good. So there, yeah. there was that going on in MC's life, but how yeah. much did you talk to him? How much involvement does he have? How, uh, how... Almost daily. Okay. You know, like, yeah, yeah. like we talk, we talk, I mean, probably every, at least every third day. Okay. Um, you know, he's, he's got the busiest schedule for a retired guy. Ever and yeah, yeah. you know he's a uh, he's always doing something on the move you know doing autograph signings and traveling to do an appearance or or a truck test or something you know or testing for Honda or right. I mean it's just dude he's out of control wide open you know that more than what I thought it would be mm-hmm. and and uh, anyway so yeah he definitely had a rough season I mean with it dude. Everything that happened, I mean, from from the team to, to Jeremy's, to from Kim's getting sick and, you know, all that come, happening. And yeah. It was a bad deal, dude. I mean, uh, I talked to Kim for a while last night. We were talking about some other stuff, but, man, it was a, right. it was a bad deal for her. I mean, she's still struggling to get through it. And, yep. I mean, it's, it's not that easy. So, I mean, we're, we're very fortunate to have her around, let me tell you. Yeah, and what uh makes the racing put in perspective too, as well. You know, your title yep. sponsor went away, but which is crushing yeah. for you and for you know all your staff. But then there's that going on at the same yeah. time. You know, well, yeah. But you think like, okay, when your health fails, it's like, shoot, man. I mean, how your health is everything in life. You know yeah. what I mean? And you don't think how important it is until somebody close to you or yourself gets sick or mm-hmm. you know something like that happens and you kind of it puts everything into perspective, thinking like, right. "Dude, I'm pretty damn lucky," you know. And um, yeah, I, I just think people take things for granted, and they don't even realize they're doing it. And uh, you know, it's one of those things that that I mean, she's. She, I mean, I don't want to say she's better, yeah. but she's a lot better off than she was a few months ago. Let me tell you, right? She went through some rough times with all the chemo and 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 you know, all the radiation right. and everything, and, man, it's just, right. it was gnarly. It was a gnarly time for, for Jeremy and for, you know, for us because we're pretty good friends with them, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it was just it's just a bad deal. You know, you take things for granted, and, and, you know, you shouldn't. Yep. It's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Listen to these commercials from BTOsports.com. Use the code Steve. And JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials, support the sponsors, and yeah, then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest-grade material on the market and has a technological fit 
feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex feel gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Is it? Is it? So, but with all that going on, MC is still, uh, you know, yeah. got a big hand in the team too, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. No, I mean, it, and it's more behind the scenes. You know, a lot of people don't see it because, because. Uh, you know, he wasn't coming to the races because Kim was sick right. and he had to, you know, take care of the kids and the family and her and, and, you know, things. So, right. um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize, you know, the, the effort and the, 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 the connection he has with the team as much as it is. And, but, but yeah, he busts tail. I mean, What's... he, he, he likes the team and, and, you know, he, he's, I didn't, I, you know, I, I, it was one of those things when they, when I even pitched it to him, like, you know, he could have gone either way. He could have just said, eh, you know, I'm good. <laughs> but, you know, he, he jumped right on board and, you know, and, and there's times that he's right there at these meetings. And, you know, if I ever call him and say, Hey, we have to go to this meeting, dude, he's there. Right. You know, it's almost like he gets excited. Like, Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. You know, we're going through this and, it's really fun. It's fun. How, it's fun doing it with your friend too. How has he changed since you managed him? Or you know, how is he? How is he different? Is he, you know, I guess what's his? What's the best attribute about him as far as being a partner now? You know, I mean, obviously you managed him and you helped him win and all that, but at the same time, has he changed? Not a lot. You know, not not, not like you know, little things with age. You know, everyone kind of gets a little smarter, a little older and, and stuff like that. But he, uh, he hasn't seemed like he's changed a lot. You know, he's right. kind of the same mellow, you know, like, like cool guy that he always was, you know? And yeah. I don't know, Jeremy McGrath, he's always had that kind of persona about him, you know? And, and, you know, you, even, even though he's not real egotistical or nothing, I mean, there's like this, ego that kind of surrounds him, you know, and, uh-huh. and dude, he's a bad dude. I mean, for as long as he lives, I mean, for what he's done in this sport, he's a bad dude. Right. Um, so it's a, but, but, but his personality hasn't changed his, is the mm-hmm. way he treats people and stuff. Dude, he'll, he'll sit there and talk to a 14 year old boy yeah. on the bumper of a truck for like three hours, just because it's a nice guy, you know, and hands, and hands down, nothing of it. to me, hands down the, the coolest person in the industry who doesn't have to be cool is MC. Right, like, right. Yeah. He could be a dick. And if you, there's one guy that, yeah, that you just said it. Yeah. If there's one guy that could be a dick and, and full-on ego-driven right. would be Jeremy McGrath. And he's not, he's dude. Quite I mean, possibly he's, he's the opposite. opposite. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And, uh, and, and good for him. Hey, have you guys had any arguments? Do you guys ever get into, like, your direction is this way and his direction that he says this way? Has that happened? Dude, I don't even think we've ever gotten to an argument. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm thinking back right now. Like I, right. I mean, yeah, we've gotten into, I would say, disagreements, yeah. but never like, like right. angry. You know, what we've never, I've, I've never walked away from a conversation mad with him. You know, like if we're mad, because I'll just, 
I say what I think, you know, and I just yeah. say it out loud. <laughs> right. And and he's kind of the same way that that he'll just be very forward with me. Mm-hmm. And I think we just kind of get it all out. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, hey, the uh, 2013 bike, uh, you got it? You've been looking at it? Uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, we built um, – Andrew has one at home, and uh, he just started riding again. And um, and we have one at the shop, and Nate has started building it into a test bike. Mm-hmm. And it's a pretty good bike, man. I mean, it's uh, the improvements that Honda's made for the 2013 bike are, are super positive, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say they completely rebuilt the bike because they didn't. They just refined it even more of what they had, you know, and made made some chassis adjustments and and you know a lot of the changes are small changes but needed changes and mm-hmm. and in a very positive direction right um yeah it's kind of it's kind of neat and hopefully you guys well honda had a big issue with the 20 2009 and hopefully that that there is no teething guy uh there is no problems uh teething problems with the bike you know yeah 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 no for sure and you know i think um well you know the 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 geometry is the same, even though the frame's different. The geometry is the same, yep. so you know they didn't go crazy and change points. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, locations of of you know axles um, and things and bar position. Like it's fairly similar, but the way they went about building it by lowering those two um, upper spars. I mean, that's gonna it's it's nothing but positive so far. Um, hey, for for I ask you this question almost every week in the truck, but maybe people didn't hear it, or maybe we weren't recording it. I don't know, but I mean, of course, we all know Larry Brooks hates the outdoor motocross series. I mean, that that is you know uh, that is fact. Uh, no, but you you and Jeremy pulled away from the outdoors. First guys to do it. Lots of criticism back then, and you yourself, you ran a Supercross only team for years and years and years, and I loved getting your reaction each week at the nationals. Like, what'd you think? what do you remember yeah. you know you're yeah, always yeah. like <laughs> a couple times you were like i don't remember where i where i have to go to the starting line a couple times you were yeah. like man i i, I got i run around too much i'm too i'm too tired but yeah yeah overall i mean what do you it, think it, yeah motocross was awesome man i mean to go back to the series and, and after being gone for i mean mm-hmm. yeah you're right i mean we 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 pulled away jeremy and i pulled away at one time and and it was more for his career and the right. timing, he was getting a little older and, and for whatever reason. And, and then, and then because of how that was with my family and everything, I mean, I went back to it as yeah. soon as I could, you know, and just, <clears throat> as soon as I had a choice, I went back to that schedule and, and ran that schedule for another six years yeah, after that. Hopefully you know? everybody and, realizes I was kidding when I said you hate motocross, right? Yeah, no, no, I, I got it. I, they probably believe you, but, you know, everyone... <laughs> I read it that. on Vital. I read it on Vital. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. But it, I honestly, going back to motocross was cool. You right. know, it was so fun because... It was new again, you know, like like you had said, you know, so I'd forgotten how to get to the track from the airport or from the hotel <laughs> right. and, and how to get to the line or kind of the whole layout of the of the facility and stuff. And it was, you know, it was kind of, I don't want to say fun, but definitely it was cool because yeah. it was different. Right. So, right. you know, it was, um, 
I had a blast, honestly. It was a lot of work. I forgot how much work it was and, and how hot it gets, but <laughs> right. dude, and you it being, was and you being fun. aggro running around. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best combination and I'm freaking forty five years old now, you know, I'm yeah. getting old and it seemed like it really took it out. Like you gotta really pace yourself now that you know, Tell I'm getting it. older and I'm 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 definitely slower <laughs> and dumber, but you know, it's one of those things uh, that fitness isn't where it used to be all right we're gonna wrap, wrap this up with some rapid fire stuff for you uh bench racing oh. stuff that wygan and i have been talking about and uh, we've written about but um what's Can your I please on anything no you just you know because you've been there and done that so it it, it, it i'm interested in your opinion you can't plead the fifth uh <laughs> james stewart's move from jgr to suzuki obviously pretty controversial uh you worked with him before um you worked with yamaha before you worked with james before What'd you make of the move? What'd you think? Good, bad? Does it matter? Uh, you don't uh, care? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's uh, you know, it. I don't really know how it's gonna all wind up, and okay, you know, for Suzuki to have one rider that's and and uh, him be the rider that's pretty <laughs> it's ballsy. ballsy. <laughs> it's yeah. ballsy. Uh, but. You know, okay. I guess they know what they're doing. They're the factory, and they're they they know what's up. But yeah. um, you know, I, I know budgets are tight and stuff. But they might want to go get another rider and put him <laughs> on a production bike in the truck. Right. Uh, <laughs> toughest guy for you to pass in your career? Me? Yes. Toughest guy oh, for my. you to pass? Dude, I mean, it probably went to Jim Hawley or Pedersen, Ross Pedersen. Oh, I love that answer. That was good. Um, yeah, those two, those two were the. I mean, I mean, think about all the guys that I've raced against and seen know, and, and been around, and I mean, those two were just freaking rockets, man. They were gnarly. I mean, they would, and if you ever got around them, they would just clean you out in the next corner. So right. you had to get around them and get away real quick, you know. <laughs> Not only get around them, but then sprint like hell to get away. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. Who was more talented, uh, or who wasted their talent more, Keith Bowen or Mickey Diamond? Um, I guess Mickey's yeah, got a couple of titles, but yeah, I would say Keith. You know, because yep. Keith was super talented and just took the wrong direction, the wrong path, and I mean, it's just a, it was kind of a downhill spiral from there. But right. yeah, Keith, I would have to say. Who was more talented, John Michelle Bale or Ron Lachine? Wow. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty close. It was almost like, you know, Ronnie was very, very talented on a motocross bike. And John Michelle was more um, talented on, on other things, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I would have to say, on a wider range, I would say John Michelle. But mm-hmm. a true talent on a motocross bike, I would say Ronnie. Right. Is that just because you didn't like JMB? Because you didn't like JMB. No, no, I liked him. Oh, you we did? Were oh, I, th- I thought yeah. you didn't like him. Maybe I was mis- thinking of somebody else. <laughs> um, no, I mean, nobody, none of the Americans really liked him, but me and him got along. We right. knew each other before he even came to America. Oh, so. that's right. You did some sort of shootout or something, right? Yeah, it's a moto. Uh, ah, you got a good memory. Yeah, and he uh, was a kid pulling wheelies or something. Yeah, moto vert um, shootout right. in 88 or yeah, 88, I think. And I went to France and spent, you know, three weeks there or something with, uh, stayed with Xavier down there in mm-hmm. south of France. And 
and yeah, hung out with with John Michelle, and even even when I saw him at at Bercy, you know, was yeah. it last year, a couple years ago? I mean, we went and had lunch and hung out. And, oh, cool. I mean, I me and him always got along good. All right, yeah, it, I'm just thinking some some other foreign rider. Um, yep. Uh, if RJ doesn't break his wrist in '89, does Stanton win? Does Stanton no. become the Stanton, the Jeff Stanton? No, no. Yeah. Jeff just opportunity arose, yeah. and and by uh, Jeff Stanton would have been second, but RJ was just yeah. a bad dude then. You know, he was. I mean, Jeff Stanton probably would have got better and would have, yeah, yeah. you know, challenged but, at races. But, but Rick was, I mean, dude, he was winning championship after championship. There was no stopping him at that time. Yeah, Rick left it on the table is what you're saying. Like, without without injury, RJ Absolutely. keeps winning, right? Well, Danny, I think, took it from him. I don't want to say he left it. Danny jumped on top of him and Storbeck jumped on top oh, yeah, of yeah. him. I was, like, I was like, who are you bro- talking about? Right, yeah, Danny. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Danny um, Storbeck jumped on top of him and landed on his hand. If JMB sticks around and cares about stuff, does MC win the '93 title? Yeah, he would. <laughs> oh yeah, he would. okay. Yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Just because he was so talented. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just coming, you know. It, and and the little bit, you know, they raced at that Park to Prince together, and uh-huh. and uh, just a little bit that that Jeremy had come in and. He was he was much more aggressive. It was a it was a new style coming, you mm-hmm. know, and 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 you know it was um, you know the 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 Rick Johnson the era. Of, let's say the what my era was the J M B Rick Johnson Stanton kind of era, mm-hmm. and then came the Jeremy McGrath to Ricky Carmichael, and it just got faster and faster and faster, you know. But Jeremy was the beginning of this new age. Right, new way of riding and stuff. Um, okay, why don't you test ride for MXA anymore? Just too old, man. Just, uh, I mean, I could do it, but right. I, I kind of choose not to. My, I've got a bad back, and every time I ride, my back flips oh. out. <laughs> right, it's just more personal, you know. My my health. Um, where is your orange helmet right now? In in my garage, hanging on my shelf. Every time I do ride. I'm in that. You're in the orange helmet. Okay. Oh, dude, I love it. I love it. That's me. It's me. I, I know why you can't ride for MX anymore, because you don't ride a KTM, because they love yeah, KTM, I, dude. Oh, my God. Does Jody love dude. KTM right now? He does love KTM. He has for the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, for about three, four years now. Yeah, yeah. And he personally races the bike every Saturday. And that's one thing that people don't realize about that dude is – He's on the older side in age, right. and he races every Saturday. Never misses. The only reason he would miss is if 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 uh, Glenn Helen was like blown up or underwater or something <laughs> right, like right, that. Like, right. like you did. You got to give it to the guy that he does put his time in and race, and he is a true enthusiast more yeah. than yeah. more than most. You know, absolutely. And, no, he deserves credit for that. No doubt. Um, but he does love the KTM. No, yeah. what's funny because when I worked at KTM in the early two thousands, and I went to some bike tests, Tom Moen, who is still there to this day, would bitch nonstop about how Jody hates KTM. He hates right. us. It doesn't matter what I do to the bike. He hates us. He will he'll never like us. And smash cut ten years later, Moen, he now loves you. So yeah, that's right. And he can't do any wrong. You know, he could put a freaking the shock on upside right. down and Jody. Oh. Gosh, you know we have a little problem in the rear here. <laughs> so uh, your best, your best race bike ever, your personal best race bike ever. 
my 1987 CR125. Oh, the one that blew up on you. Yeah, but it was such a good motorcycle. Right. I'm going to say that or my, uh, they call them super minis now, but it wasn't super mini. It's a, it yeah. was a 105 at the time. My, one oh, my R&D 105 in, in 80. Suzuki? Two. Yeah, it would have been Suzuki. Suzuki. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep. That thing was gnarly, dude. Like, you would be in third gear in the street and roll it on, and the back wheel would just light up. Mm-hmm. Fastest 80 rider to never make it. Rider to never make Paul it. Paul Dennis, Eddie Hicks, uh, Rick Simmons. Ah, there's so many of them. Lowell <laughs> Thompson, you know. Um, there's, there's a million. I mean, there's, I know. It, the list just goes on and on and on. And, you know, from the guys that, that, that you know, decided to quit to the guys that, you know, got injured to the guys that went to jail to the, you know, it was like. Michael you know, Lewis? Michael Lessie? No, I'm, I think he's made it. No. I think Mike's made it. <laughs> Mike made it for sure. Um, you know, it's just like crazy. It's just, you know, there was just so many of them. And I think why is, is are these guys so screwed up? But <laughs> it, they're not, you know, it's just how life is. And they're, you, yeah. you, you just stray, you right. know, and mm-hmm. you make mistakes. And so, it's tough, man. So fastest one ever is a bunch of them? Gosh, man. I mean, I think the list is too long to even okay. say. I mean, there's Paul Dennis to Eddie Hicks to, to, to Mouse McCoy to, I mean, dude, yeah. it's, there's and many, many others before that. Right. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, I'll, I'll put you off the hot seat then. Um, thanks for doing <laughs> the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. Always entertaining, always uh, exciting. And, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, good to see you again. And uh, good to see you back at the races, I should say, back at the Nationals. And, um yeah, see you at Anaheim, I guess, right? Yep, yep. No, I mean, it's just uh, right around the corner, it feels like. So, I mean, we're just uh, honestly gearing up for the new season. 2013 should be pretty exciting. So, yep, I appreciate it, Steve, and always a pleasure. All right, man. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.